to Burger Creek Productions' 15 Minutes of Fame podcast features Patrick of Atticus Finch. Here's their song, Make These Days. Yo, what's up, Pat? How are you? I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself? I'm good. It's Friday. Um, I'm talking with you, and it's not 3,000 degrees out, so that's a plus, right? I would say so. The switch has flipped in a little bit to uh, that fall weather, especially this year. It was like, what is it? I was not a record, but it was, I think, over 20 days of 90-degree weather we had, something in that range. It is just, it's disgusting. It's so dis. I don't know how you deal with heat. Like if you're like me personally, I'm I'm a massive bitch about it. Like I, I just can't do it. My blood is too thick or something. I don't know what it is. I'm the same way. I'm fortunate right now where I where I work, which is in my bedroom at this point, um, <laughs> is uh, right next to an air conditioner. So I'm fortunate as far as that goes. Nice. So I I wanted to officially welcome you to the Burger Creek Productions 15 Minutes of Fame podcast. You are here. I am so excited for this. Uh, one of the one of the first things I guess that I wanted to ask you in particular is, you know, at this point, it's been over 10 years, Atticus Finch, I, I believe at this point it's been over 10 years, um, you've been active in the, the Northeast United States, you know, got had the opportunity to play out West. In your mind, really, what's been the key to that success over, over the past decade? I think the key to the success is just not been taking ourselves too seriously. I mean, taking the music seriously, but not ourselves, I think is the real key. Cause like, I, you, you know how it is. You can be best friends with somebody, but you have a direction for where you want to go with your art and someone else has a different direction. And then you guys, you know, again, you know, you're like, well, I don't want to do that. And then a month <laughs> goes by and then you don't do something with the song. And then finally you're like, all right, man, this is a really good song. We got to do something with it. And then uh, you turn out and with a song that 10 years later you're sitting on being like, man, I'm really glad we wrote that song that way. <laughs> so I think I think that's what it comes down to, just kind of remembering like why you write music with these people. Right. And it's because you're friends and because you're family after such a long time like that. Obviously, through your YouTube channel, not only do you guys feature, you know, footage from from shows, but you have your content brigade section. Yeah, and, and and one of the things I wanted to ask you, when you go out and travel, even if it's just weekenders, do you, Patrick, do you have any, uh, we'll call them like items that like you need to have with you? Well, camera because and and, and something a little stronger than the phone because you want something a microphone that's travels gets catches you know audio a little farther away. So that because I'm all about trying to capture those moments, and what's so hard about that is too. It's like when you pull the camera out like that, everyone gets like a preconceived notion about, okay, they're recording. So you really then have to wait a little while for people to get used to the camera being around. (laughs) So then you can finally get just those natural reactions to things. And of course, a playlist too. You always want to have some sort of playlist for the car, even if you end up ditching it three songs in. A strong playlist can go a long ways. Even, dude, in in even setting the tone of like the Mm -hmm. journey, right? 
Uh, so so let me ask you this. The last time that you guys went out on tour and played, which w- we played with you here in Albany, did you make a playlist for that trip? Yes, we did. It was We called the Santa's Last Drop Tour Litmus Playlist. <laughs> and uh, on, I'm, I'm looking at it right now on Spotify. We literally had uh, some, it was like, we tried to go like the classic pop punk songs because it's like, this was the first time we had all been together, at least in months, some of us years. In fact, one of the guys in the band, never met a couple of the guys in the band just because he's kind of joined for a California tour. And then we're like, all right, Nick, we got to bring you out uh, East and uh, have you play some of these venues out in New York state, show you what snow is. Cause he's from California. So we're <laughs> like, all right, let's just play off the nostalgia in the car. So we had some 41 on there. Good Charlotte, simple plan. <clears throat> Nine votes short. Um, <laughs> neck deep, Matt, Matt Nathanson, you know, that come on, get higher song. We had that on there. Nice. Uh, starting line that those those types of bands i see britney spears made it on there too i don't know if it was me who did that one but that was on there i, I love maybe, me maybe one more time love me some britney with a band name like atticus finch why not boo radley why not scout what led you to choose because i know that there's a band finch and there's a band atticus well i think a lot of it came down to like we a couple of us are reading uh to kill a mockingbird at the time in high school and we were just like man this Atticus Finch guy like stands up for everything that's so right you know and uh you know you're in 11th grade you look back at Boo Radley and you're like this guy's weird He's such a weirdo <laughs> I mean he does the right thing but like that guy is played by Gregory Peck you know right. big muscular guy let's go with that guy you know so but you know looking back at it yeah but Boo Radley's Boo Radley's just as cool as Atticus Finch if, if not uh himself Boo, Boo Radley was kind of that kid in the corner who was misunderstood in high school and then he got older and everyone's like yeah you know we should hang out with that guy (laughs) to the best of your knowledge has everyone in the band read the book um i can attest for everyone except one person okay and it's only because nick went is out in california and i just don't know if he had read it when he was a kid or not atticus finch's 2015 debut album where we came from had a number yep. of tracks that featured guest appearances from what I can uh, a guess is your friends, fellow musicians, etc. My friends, yes. So my friends. Did you write those songs with those fellow musicians in mind, or did you then later invite them to just collaborate on a pre or pre existing ideas? Very interesting. So those songs that we actually decided to re record that. So that is our was our quote unquote debut album. And like some people can argue and say, yeah, it's more of an EP because how short it is. But we never really looked at it that way. We always said, okay, how many songs do we want to write? How many good songs do we have? And if we had six good songs, it was six good songs. If we have 12 good songs, it's 12 good songs. Because we don't want to put out something bad. We want something 10 years later we look back at. So we actually wrote those songs in uh, uh, 2009, 2010. And then we came out with another record called Off the Grid. And then it was kind of getting time to when like, we're like, all right, we're going to call it quits because we're all moving in our different directions. And we're like, before we do that, let's re-record. This is where we came from. So that way it doesn't sound like absolute just crap. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, the first recording was was good. It was DIY'd with one of our buddies, Ryan, who mixed it very well. But we didn't do a great job recording it ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We were young kids. so But uh, we wanted to make sure it had a more polished sound to it. This answer that question, with our friends that are on that record, we kind of, those were just parts where like, you know what? These people would come up and like sing these lines and stuff at shows. And we're just like, ah, you know, we can't, we can't really 
not have Harley and Sean in the end of this song, you know? So uh, that was literally, that's kind of what it came down to. One thing that I found interesting, especially about this album and you explaining kind of why you had people come in and why there's so many featured, you know, artists and friends. Do you find that to be another attribution of like why you guys have, you know, sustained and been active and been continuing to produce music as friends? Absolutely. You know, we, we came from a small town, you know, Herkimer's, Herkimer's a smaller smaller area like that you know so when you're a kid you go to a syracuse or albany it's the equivalent of going to new york city when you're 10 years old but so as you get older you kind of make your own communities with your friends and you know atticus finch is and always will be a small band with a loyal friend base it's not a following it's not a fan base it's a friend base uh because you know, we know the 100, 150 people who like Atticus Finch, who care about Atticus Finch. And they're the ones that when we throw a show at the Polish club at Herkimer every year, they're the ones that show up and hang out with us. You know, and that's the cool thing. And what was awesome is we we just put out a new record um, this year it called View from Higher Ground. And it was kind of cool to be able to deliver for everyone because that first week, you know, those people who have been listening to Atticus Finch for years, you know, just texted us and I'm like, oh, my God, man, you guys got it. You guys still got it. And it was like, all right, cool. And and I could tell when I looked at the Spotify analytics, I could see that it was the same 50 people listening to the recording over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel really cool because it's like they get it because they are us. You know what I mean? Those songs were written with them in mind. So it's like, you know, we have a really, really close friend base that uh, we write music for. And and what's cool is, you know, we get to share it with other people, too, who have come along the way. So and, you know, you know, being in a band, man, that's that's kind of what it's all about. You know, if you if you play a set and don't have anyone to go and have a beer or a soda with at the end of the night, what's the point of doing it? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I hear you. So I, I do want to come back because I had a couple questions about the new album. But first, yeah. first, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw a curveball at you. OK, so yeah. so Patrick, so picture this. All right. You're sitting in your room by air conditioning. You get a text. OK, the text is from it's from a band. All right. Huh. And so you read it. You're like, oh, wow. The band is asking you to collaborate with them on an upcoming al- album. OK, they want to use yeah. you want to use your, your golden voice, some guitar licks. What band just texted you? Is it sort of like dream scenario bands you've looked up to kind of thing? Exactly. Or? Exactly. Ah oh, man. And and you know so, so how about this? They can be either bands that are still currently active, or even even a band from the past. Like if you're to be like, oh, it's the Beatles, or you know, whatever. Although I don't know, I can't really picture John Lennon using a cell phone to text you. But still, for the sake of the for the sake of the question, bands either active or no longer active. Yeah, you know what? It's um. It's the starting line. Kenny Vasoli and the boys message me and they go, hey, you know what? We, we want to get back to our pop punk roots. You know, we're going to write a pop punk record. And we, we just kind of heard the stuff that you're putting out. And we know that we're, you're like, a, you know, we're like a big influence for you. So uh, we want to get you on the record. That would be like, that would be like, whoa, first off, I'd be like, all right, Newman, why are you pranking me? <laughs> But number two, then I'd be like, okay, for what it's worth, I don't know this number, and it looks like a Philadelphia area code. So, uh, well, that's good. So you're 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 deducing, you're working your way through. You're not just haphazardly responding to like a spam text, right? 
I get too. We get too many spam calls these days to fall for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. we get too many, I got two of them today. <laughs> oh man! So looping back around, um, your 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 last album released mid mid quarantine, essentially, uh, view from a higher ground. You've everyone essentially has been impacted with being stuck in their homes. Were the majority of those songs written and kind of flushed out during the quarantine or or these things that were kind of in the hopper? So we have like a bank. And so like we've talked about it for years because we're so far spread apart. Like the only way we can write a record is is virtually and over the internet and that's exactly the way we did it we recorded everything ourselves uh you know drummer nick recorded everything at his house i recorded all my uh, vocals and guitar tracks and then our um you know everyone else throughout the band and then our buddy mike tripoli who's in the band as far as we're concerned took everything uh mixed it all together and uh put it together so literally everything was done without stepping in the same foot a room um with everyone which was very interesting because it's something we always wanted to do but you know when when quarantine happened we said that we're we've we've got all these songs let's pick a few write a couple more and then just kind of write about not quarantine that but but you know the feelings that people are are feeling right now you know what i mean and and uh, there's so much going on and i won't get too much into it but you know things are politically charged and you know the everything going on with people you know getting sick or their life's completely changing around us and but the thing is those less the the feelings we feel are still gonna be the same in 10 15 years and we wanted to make sure we wrote a record that was about those feelings and not about what's going on right now you start out um with the song angst and angst is basically about um you know you just look at the world and you're like i've gotten older and everything just sucks Really, it's almost like you're the Holden Caulfield character. Everything just sucks. And um, wonder why I've got so much angst in my voice. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. You know, that that kind of idea behind it. And then you kind of start blaming everybody throughout some other songs and say it's the world's fault. And then halfway through the record, you start realizing, you know what? You know, you come to the sense of denial. And then you have to admit you're wrong. Because I think that was the whole point of it. Like, we're so afraid to admit we're wrong sometimes because we're so afraid to be the only one to say it. And uh, I think there's a lot of times right now where we're in the right with the way we think, but we maybe take the wrong actions and everyone does it. And we kind of really tried to go through that thought process through the record. And, you know, you go through all the tracks and you kind of end up in a spot of sort of like, resolution but it's not perfect resolution because nothing in life's perfect it's kind of the idea of like hey you know this is what it is you know the world doesn't understand you you don't understand the world but this is where you live this is who you are and uh you you just kind of got to get used to it and find your spot where you think you can make your difference and be happy so i'm i'm going to read you this question that i wrote and in anticipation for this because you literally segued like directly into like check this out okay this this is word for word what i was going to ask you after i had asked you the question about the album i think the song angst off view from a higher ground is an extremely powerful and emotional song both lyrically and instrumentally the dynamics of the song versus the lyrics and the energy it's perfect in the lyrics you explain to us why there's so much angst in your voice in your own words and not simply reciting the lyrics word for word why is there so much angst in your voice 
That oh, was dude, I'm pissed. Dude, that was literally my question. No, it's insane because like you you, you like you essentially like channeled into my mind and like <laughs> and like pulled that out. Well what it's about, it's like you know, I mean you're pissed. Like I remember I didn't pick up my guitar for a while and you have that feeling in your chest where it's just like I can't find anything to just match how I feel. So I remember I tuned one of the strings differently and I threw a capo on three and then I played a power chord and I go, oh, what is that? That's exactly how I feel. (laughs) That first chord of the song, I'm like, that is exactly how I feel. We share.